Happy Leaf Erickson Day, guys. <laughs> You've been uh, dying to say that, haven't you? Uh, Hinga Dinga Durgan. Is that your uh, Viking <clears throat> anthem or something? Yeah, there's actually a SpongeBob episode about Leaf Erickson Day where he wakes up, exclaims that it's Leaf Erickson Day, puts a Viking helmet on with uh, pigtails, and screams Hinga Dinga Durgan and goes to see Patrick. So you're welcome. You guys are welcome for that piece of information. I'm always here for the useful stuff. <laughs> SpongeBob history. Yes, yes. It's funny. I never watched. I was I was a little too old for SpongeBob, I guess, when it came out. But yeah. oddly enough, I'm still familiar with it in um, pop culture. Like I know the memes and the. It has, uh, yeah. It's kind of pervade all the generations. Yeah. One of my favorites is the uh, the Frenchman. Three days later, you know, <laughs> you know, I even use that myself when somebody's talking about taking forever to do something. <laughs> Three so, days later, and I've never seen an actual. I don't think I've seen a full actual episode. So I just I've seen that. <coughs> excuse me, I've seen that one pop a couple times, and it amused me. You have to. It's the best show ever made. It made somebody a lot of money. Yep, I watched that one myself. Uh, I actually loved that show. Um, I haven't seen every episode, but I've I've seen quite a few. Uh, and that, <laughs> good lord, my, I think my favorite was Opposite Day. <laughs> oh lord! Well, I don't know what we're going to talking about because there's absolutely nothing in the news right now. No, uh, you know. COVID has evaporated. Everybody's acting nice. Yeah, everything's over. I think we can actually um, call this the finale podcast. I think this yeah, is Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're done. What, number 18? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I mean, I'm to the point I don't even, there's, honestly, I, 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 I don't even care. Like, I can't even... I can't even anymore. There's, you can't Trump has become a boring subject to me because it's just been made painfully clear that no amount of discussion or fact or science or logic is going to change how people, if people like him and support him and what he believes in, then there's nothing you can do. And I've gotten to the point where I, I seriously don't even, I'm just like, meh. When people start no, you it. have to yell at them and tell them that they're wrong. Then they'll change. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of people that I feel at this point that they honestly, that you know, I, I think there's some hardcore Trump love out there, but I also think that there's a lot of people who feel like they have no other alternative uh, as opposed to having someone with a little more sanity, it's like, yes, he may be crazy. He, he, he may try to blow up the world. Yes. He wants to be a dictator and, uh, no, you can't believe anything that comes out of his mouth, but, and then they start talking about Kamala Harris (laughs) and Joe Biden and the green new deal. Like it's the, you know, 
Here's the uh, thing. Like any of the above would be the worst thing that ever happened to humanity. And I, I find it laughable. Multiple people can be terrible at one time. So yeah, saying right? that uh, he's not terrible because someone else is, is pretty fucking It's dumb. not a zero-sum game, right? There's enough fucking terrible for all the people to Yeah, they can all be sharing shady. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I told someone recently, as I made it pretty clear that I'm probably going to vote for Biden. Um, I, I don't want to. I've, I've voted libertarian for a lot of years, but and I don't believe it's throwing my vote away. That whole argument, I believe, is ridiculous. But I also don't believe that she has a chance in hell. And so if it, at this point I'm voting to get Trump out and I've never done that before. Like I've always voted with my conscience and my belief system, my morals, whatever. But this is the first year that I'm going to vote someone in to pry bar somebody else out. And I made it, somebody asked me about that. And I said, well, here's the thing. I'm not a big fan of Kamala Harris or Biden. I don't, I'm not a big fan of their policies. However, I feel like I can suffer through them for four years to get this fucking idiot out and make people understand that what he says and what he does is not okay. Right. You know, I I hear a lot of people talk about his, they want to talk about his policies and everything, but then they can't actually discuss any of them. And the reason you can't discuss any of them is because he's really done nothing. He he hasn't done anything. And that's what I ask. He's done many things, many great, uh, amazing, wonderful things. Right. And then you ask and they're like, well, well, unemployment's at the lowest and all this. Okay. But what did he do? I'm a firm believer. I mean, I've even watched political analysts talk about this, how there's sort of a wave effect of the president prior, right? They put things into place in their third or even fourth year. And we all know it takes a year or two to even get that shit moving. So you've got policies and things that are that are kind of left over from the previous administration. I'm not saying that Obama was great either. I didn't like a lot of his kind of, I say ultra democratic ideology, but truth be known, he was kind of a moderate, honestly, in the grand scheme of things. He did some things that I don't, I'm not a big fan of the whole democratic parties with the, the taxes and things like that. I think and, and all the social um, programs, I'm not, I don't think the social programs we have now work and I feel like they should be rebooted before we try to start anymore or pump more money into them. Right. Um, but well, I do, well, I do care. I mean, I, I care. I'm to the point that I don't want to argue it with anybody anymore. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. people want to start defending, I'm just, I, I, I back off hands up. I'm like, okay, I don't, I do care. Obviously everybody has an opinion, you know? Um, but I don't think Biden and, and Harris are going to be that much worse. And honestly, I can, I can suffer four years of them if it means getting fuckhead out of the white house. He's an embarrassment. He's a fucking punchline. What sucks is that Biden basically has to rely on that for his platform. Cause he, he's not, fucking great right like his whole, his whole platform is like i'm not him i'm so not vote him for vote for me <laughs> and you're yeah. right he hasn't said much neither neither him nor harris have said much as far as actual policy yeah well it's you know they've they've done a few things but um that they're believe it or not there there are some limited sim- similarities between biden and trump and 
if you go back and you look at where Joe Biden has had town halls before, Joe Biden tends to shoot from the hip. Um, and when I say shoot from the hip, he'll give you his immediate feelings on a subject and kind of what he thinks that should be done about them. But there's been several times where he's done that, where he is unaware of different circumstances uh, that would affect uh, his decision. And he gets made aware of them after, after the, the fact. fact. Yeah. Right. But the thing that makes um, Biden unique in that aspect against Trump is once those facts are presented to him, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, I screwed the pooch on that one. Mm -hmm. What I really should have said was this. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you take Trump facts and you and you <laughs> put them in front of Trump and he doubles down and whips his dick out and shakes it at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I saw that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, literally on, on CNN. I think it was, well, it was, yeah, you know, so it was uh liberal media. Um, it, it's just like the whole thing with him and, and coronavirus. Um, he gets it and he pops into a hermetically sealed fucking SUV with secret service people and then walked into the white house a couple of days later with no mask on and he's flaunting it. Right. And what uh, kind of stuns me about that is that his followers love it. His followers just see, see, it's not a big deal. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, is what his followers don't understand is he literally has the best medical <laughs> technology right. that, that our tax dollars can buy him. It's, it's like, you know, they, they have to understand you're not Trump. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get mm -mm. experimental drugs right. that are showing promise in the whole nine yards because, hey, guess, guess who the FDA and all that other shit rolls up to? Right. It's, it's, that's kind of like a duh scenario, but there's a lot of people that don't get it and they think, oh, yeah, Trump, Trump shook this thing off in a, in a few days. Well, it's, yeah, because he had literally the best doctors, some or some of the best doctors in the world yeah. with the best me medical technology available, the best medicines available. And, you know, their experience, if, if you catch it yourself, has a high likelihood of being wildly different. Right. You know, uh, it early detection. It's like anything, right? If you can catch something before it's flared up and taken over and then you get a, I think it was the Regeneron, which I read and I, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard anymore because there's so much bullshit out there. But I read that the CEO of the pharmaceutical company that is developing Regeneron, not is manufacturing, but is developing, basically had to sign off on Trump using it basically as a, um, like a test case, right? Um, again, like you said, your average American citizen isn't going to get that. Now, one of the things that I do find interesting um, is that Regeneron is supposedly a immune system, an immune system like booster, right? It, it excites the immune system, gets it moving. But he also 
took the um, uh, remdesivir. Was that it, it? It was the steroid. Um, there, there was a, a me- oh yeah, I can't remember the name of it either. Metha- but it's just- something. And it's a it's an incredibly powerful steroid at that. So that's, I find that swole. interesting. Do what? He's, He's going to get, get swole, swole. Yeah, his ego is going to get even stronger. Um, <laughs> Impossible. I, so I find it. Uh, I find it interesting that they were pumping him full of this immune system booster, and at the same time, a steroid which is an immune system suppressant. I, I just found that interesting. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Someone can correct me, but it just, Dr. I found that Dan. interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a scary fucking thought? But yeah, yeah, I just, I found that interesting. The thing that amused me about the whole, and I do mean the whole deal. Um, and because it's, it, you know, it's going to be because everything that he does, regardless of whether he takes a shit on the South lawn or, you know, like, he can literally do anything, you know, that where he was talking in his original, some of his original campaign footage about I could walk out on the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and it wouldn't even affect my numbers. Well, he's right about that because he's has somewhat of a hardcore following. And while he was in the hospital, there were three different narratives of how he was doing being spun by three different people. And it was like you had, it it was the stories conflicted so wildly that you had no idea how, oh yeah, dexamethasone. Oh yeah, I was about to say that. (laughs) Of course. But yeah, there were three wildly different narratives that were coming out and you didn't really know if he was practically fine or yeah. at death's door yeah. there and you got it's like his own people and his messaging and what's bad is i guarantee you they will refer to that at, at some point and they will applaud themselves on their transparency about the entire situation i was going to say spin right it's it's about or or the um the look over here um, tactic. Uh, if you put out three different stories, right. And one of them might be true or truish, or if you don't even know, you put all three of them out there and then whichever one turns out to be true, you go with it. And people have got a really, uh, short attention span, right? I mean, that's, that's the thing is that we've, we've forgotten about the, uh, the doctor, the uterus guy that was removing women's uteruses in the, in the damn ice camps. It's like, that was a big deal. And it's only been a couple of weeks and now no one talks about it. Where the fuck did it go? I kind of find that to be an important thing. The uterus um, guy. The uterus guy. Yeah. Yeah. Was the sad part is, is I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah. There was a, um, a doctor in one of these ice facilities that was doing unsanctioned hysterectomies. hysterectomies on, on these women that were held there. And he wasn't even a, a not obstetrician, but like gynecologist. He, he had no, there was just no reason for him to be doing it. I mean, we know why eugenics, <laughs> you know, um, but that popped and then it disappeared. And now nobody talks about it, you know, um, 
it just there's this this news cycle of hey look hey look hey look hey look what what there's what? too much information man and, and that's probably part of it you can't you can't cram it all into the you know I've said it <laughs> before on everything hundred years ago you didn't know what was happening in the town you know if you're in Denver you didn't know what was going on in fucking Colorado Springs and now we know if a gnat farts on the other side of the planet you know what kind of gnat it was what <laughs> it was doing who it was on you know. And you, uh, you're right. You can't digest all of that, um, but it's created this this collective ADD, if you will, where we we're always looking around at all this news, but none of it really sticks or stays. Um, it's it's both fascinating and incredibly disturbing at the same time, um, because it's just going to get worse, right? Kids of kids of kids, they're fuck. I can't even imagine. It rhymes yeah, me like not- Wally. You know? We're not going to disconnect. We're not going to tear the internet down. No, no, it's just going to really? get it's going to get bigger and meaner. And um, you know, there there will be some legislation, I think, at some point on social media. I think I think that's becoming more of a churning, boiling, rolling. But here's my thoughts on that: the Feds aren't going to do it to protect people. They're going to do it to control it. The Feds don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about anybody but their own power, wealth, and influence. And if they get a hold of it, um, you get a hold of social media. If you could control social media, uh, and we mentioned, I think we mentioned the social dilemma on the last podcast. And uh, again, I, I really think people should should watch it as a primer, you know, because again, a lot of it, about 85% of it I knew, but again, we're nerds. Um, but I think it would be a great primer for a lot of people to watch. And if you, that that's their, their concern is guys like Zuckerberg and uh, is it, I keep wanting to say Jack Dorsey for Twitter yep, um, that's right. and et cetera. They, the feds don't like these guys having the control and power that they do. Um, it is what it is, right? I mean, at the same time, if people weren't glued to it the way they were, they wouldn't have that influence. Um, and I think Doug and I were talking at work the other day about the difference between, I think they even mentioned it in the, um, in that documentary about newspapers and things like that were always, um, we're doing that as well. They wanted your attention so they could place ads and they could make money. The difference was Doug pointed out that for the most part, everyone was reading the same newspaper or at least in these general regional areas. Or if you lived in right. Denver, you read the Denver post and you watched Denver news nine and you'd, um, uh, right. Everybody got their news from the same source. Within, yeah. Within a, at least geographical until you get into like Walter Concrete, Walter Con. Bleh. Cronkite, I couldn't say his name. And who was the guy that used to say, and that's the rest of the story, or, or Paul, Paul Harvey? Harvey. I loved Paul Harvey. I know there's some there's some uh, uh, drama around like the toward, toward the end of his career, maybe, or something, or some things he may or may have not done, but damn it, I liked Paul Harvey. <laughs> so. Well, at, at the very least, you know, it's, it's like, uh, especially at this point with historical figures, you know, they everybody has done something wrong at some point mm-hmm. during their life. Truth that that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate their body of work. You know, so, so you appreciate Paul Harvey's body. I knew it. <laughs> if I didn't, you were <laughs> yeah, going let's to go Adam. dig it up. If I didn't, you were going to. I I, I was going to go deep deeper than that, but yes, I'll I will stop right there. 
But yeah, you know, it's like uh, the guy did some pretty good entertainment. I'm not aware of everything else he did during his life. And I don't think, you know, that I, I may be unaware of something that would uh, cause me to not like him as a human being. But, you know, uh that's the same with anyone. That's honestly uh, what we've gone through. Uh, People talk a lot about cancel culture and people talk a lot about renaming things. I think we should basically as a people uh, take the stance of let's not name streets and towns and neighborhoods and college campuses and shit after people because they're always going to have something in their background yeah. that is objectionable. Yeah, there's a um, or just uh, allow people to have common sense and realize that people are flawed. Or of allow people to, right allow people to have their flaws without trying to amplify them <clears throat> to push your own agenda. See, this person was flawed, so his entire agenda and his entire you know life and thought processes were, you know, I mean, you could probably dig up dirt on fucking Martin Luther King if you wanted to, but it doesn't take away from what he did, you know, for an entire ethnic fucking group. Right. Well, yeah, um, humans are flawed in like by, <laughs> by design. That's kind of a thing. Well, and that's funny too, right? Because if a lot of your, a lot of your folks, these conservative Christians, especially like to go after people's flaws and it's like, well, we haven't had a code upgrade in years, guys. You're, <laughs> right, <we're, laughs> our firmware is a little old. Your conservative Christians rely on a religion that's all about being imperfect and having a deity and a and a that, that's that's you know perfect and can save you from all of that. Yet they're the first ones to fucking point your flaws out. Well, you're right. I am. I'm incredibly flawed. And that's the fucked up thing about what I'll call the Trump effect, where. People are willing to deny everything that he did and some of the stuff that he has done in the presidency because they are single issue people and want to turn around and, uh, you know, his openly voiced support for things like uh, pulling Roe versus Wade and stacking the courts and the whole nine. Uh, You know, they have... It's weird because I grew up uh, in Alabama in uh, the, you, you know, the amongst a sect of the church called the Church of God who didn't believe that the Baptists were hardcore enough. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, the Baptists don't take it far yeah, enough. They don't take so it seriously. We're going to be church of God. And, you know, the first thing they love to tell you was who was going to hell and they were all up in everybody else's business and the whole nine. And then you get uh, somebody like Trump who's come in, uh, you know, it's it's like he never denied sleeping with all these prostitutes. He's been married. God knows how many times he's, you know, done all of these things, but they put on these fucking, you know, blinders. And, you know, just look forward and yeah, he's the greatest thing since life's bread. And it's, 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 it's been an, it's been an interesting study in confirmation bias. <laughs> and I was trying to find, there was a, um, sometimes when I walk the dog, I listen to NPR 
And I heard this, it was kind of an interesting story talking about cancel culture. You like to fall asleep on- Yeah, while I'm walking the dog, nod off, um, just let him walk. And it was about this, they named an arena or a gym uh, after this coach, right? And now there's this group that of course wants it renamed because the coach may or may not have been involved in some um, racist, you know- dealings, but they went on to kind of talk about, and that this is what I like about NPR. I feel like they balance pretty well. The, the opposition is basically saying that he was one of the first coaches. I want to say it was Mississippi, but I I don't quote me. Um, it to, um, uh, draft like black players and bring black players into the school, et cetera, you know, and, that's the the interesting dichotomy of it, right? That's the part is that maybe he was into some racist shit as when he was younger or in Mississippi, uh, right? I mean, you know, how strange. I Who have, would have thought? I have a lot of, I guess, ex family now that are from Mississippi and that part of the world in these small po dunk fucking towns in Mississippi, and yeah, racism just was right. I I know plenty of people that claim to have had, you know, members, family members in the clan. Uh, some claim that they were in the clan when they were younger, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. You don't know any better. I'm not going to hold that against you. I hold it against you when you're 40 fucking years old and you're David Duke in it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't, you, you can't hold a fucking 18 year old kid responsible he's an adult yeah on paper no <laughs> on paper you know that that i i go back there there was uh, a comedy special that joe rogan did um i i don't remember the name of it specifically but he was using the uh conversation to basically say that he, he was a feminist and he didn't really give a shit about guys, and he uh, was talking about how uh, there was this one particular sting operation in Florida where they had a 20-some-odd-year-old hot female cop go into high schools and try to get uh, guys to buy drugs for her so she could bust them. And he was basically saying, you know, if you reverse the roles on that, and it was a 20 some odd year old hot guy that turned around and went to high school and tried to get Mm -hmm. his girlfriend to buy drugs for him, we would light that motherfucker on fire in the street Mm -hmm. and nobody would say shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But because it was a girl uh, that, that, or a woman that was doing this, um, that, you know, everyone didn't have a problem with it, but they should. And where I was going with this whole thing is he talks in this particular thing about, you know, the kid was 17 years old and they everybody was like, well, that's almost 18. And he's like, yeah, well, that's almost 16, too. Have you ever heard a 17-year-old talk? Yeah. It sounds like they're still practicing talking. <laughs> they don't know shit about anything. Yeah, and it's true. Um I would have gotten so arrested. Well, and that's what I was thinking in my head when you said that was 17-year-old, she's hot. And you know at 26, right, She's she's she knows what to say. And Oh, yeah. 
the dude was trying to get pussy, not deal drugs. I'm sorry, there's a fucking difference, right? You're you're going after you're you're picking up pennies on the fucking highway here, right? You're you're not going after big cash deals. You're picking up pennies on the weed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I got a a doobie full of fucking seeds and stems for you. (laughs) Or or it'd be more like, um, I got you a doobie full of stems and seeds. I mean, get the fuck out of here with that. And that's, and you're absolutely right. You see shit like that all the time. And this reversal Right. Where if it was a male that did it, it would be a completely different narrative. And I'm, I don't know that I'm a feminist per se. I mean, I guess I am in that I do believe that women are perfectly, absolutely equal, if not superior in some fucking ways to men. Men are kind of dumb, gross fucking slobs. We, we, we don't mature. We just get older, get more body hair and our toys become more expensive. Um, but the idea that uh, women can do no wrong because they're women is also a little asinine. Oh, it's totally flawed, and uh, it 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 you know it the, as with any movement like this, to where you have a, a feminist movement or a movement based on race or religion. Um. It, there are people that feel if if you fall within that group that you that there's no conceivable way that you can be racist or sexist or uh and that's just patently false i've gone uh, you know i was going to say i've gone rounds about the idea that blacks cannot be racist and a guy that i worked with um when i worked in alabama Black guy went to an all black fraternity, uh, etc. Very, very, we'll say proud black man, you know. And uh, he hit me up on the side and he's like, Bro, blacks can absolutely be fucking racist. And I said, Yeah, I know this, right? I said, But it just blows my mind that there are people that truly believe that minorities cannot be racist because there are minorities, that only white people can be racist. And that's simply not the case. Right. Um, but I think that a lot of racism is actually prejudiced that gets kind of colored as racism. If you don't like black people because you don't like the way you think they talk or their music or whatever, that's not racism so much as it is just prejudiced ignorance. You know, racism is, is truly believing that one race is inferior or one race is superior. Right. Um, I think we see a lot of prejudice that you know gets classified as racism I'm not saying either one is is right but i do think there's a, a difference in it well speaking of which you know it's uh i've been arguing for years that people like the kid who walked into the black church because he was hopped up on whatever dumbass ideology that chewed him up and spit him out uh you know, I've been arguing for years that these shouldn't be called mass shootings. They should be called, you know, terrorist attacks. I would agree. Man. And it, it, it's 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 just dumb. Like the the shooting that happened in Las Vegas. 
I have no idea what was going through that dude's head. I've only dug into it on a surface level because I haven't seen as of yet uh, an in-depth analysis that was thrown my way that could get outside of the constant news cycle that we're in to take a serious analysis of what happened. No, they never did. It was just, but guy was nuts, you know, guy shot. Got, you, you got a guy that lit up, you know, a country concert. That uh, I would, I, I would, you know, like to find out what the fuck was going through that guy's head. All I ever heard about after that was bump stocks. Yeah. Not, not what the fuck was wrong with this guy. Right. But bump stocks. Well, like, you know, like a bump stock attached itself <laughs> to this gun. It talked him into it. It's like, hey. It, it, it rented the hotel room. It bought all of these bullets. And then it said, hey, I'm going to shoot all these motherfuckers out the window. Hey, you know, hey that, Doug. So I'm going to come over. I want you to stand still. I'm going to shoot you with my gun. But don't worry. I won't put a bump stock on it. So you tell me. <laughs> You tell me uh, if it's any less painful when I shoot you with it. Well, and the thing is, is that with Uh, no the with a crowd (laughs) like that, that's such a dumb thing to argue over. Because if he didn't have a bump stock, he still would have shot into a crowd full of fucking people. Like it's not right. I totally, I totally agree. It's like I'm with you on it. And it's it's you know the bump stock was not the problem. Fucking crazy dude was the problem. Yeah, and, and short of. Short of finger fatigue, I promise you, I can dump a 30-round mag as fast as a fucking bump stock. At least one. Now, to the you FBI know, agent listening, uh, he's just <laughs> As far as you know, dumping multiples, yeah, your finger is going to get tired over time. But I've seen videos of – it was on YouTube, and it was during the whole bump stock controversy. This guy showed – he had kind of, I guess, perfected this technique where – he would hold the AR at uh, uh, waist level, and he just had sort of a light hold on it. And just the the recoil of the rifle itself, he had kind of perfected a way to where it jumped back into his finger. And so he just stands there, and it pop, 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 pop. Point being is that if somebody wants to cause mass destruction, they're going to. And you're right. The bump stocks had nothing to do with it, but that's what we focused on. Well, dude, I mean, I could do that shit as far as like, I've got a 3D printer downstairs that I have yet to play with, but I can tell you right now, I could turn around and put something on a gun that looked like a crank on a fishing reel. Right. And they just keep flipping the trigger. Again, FBI agent that's listening. We're just kidding. (laughs) We are just kidding. I remember the last, uh, the last gun show I went to, there was this table and this guy was really pushing the. Uh, the ghost guns, you know, the basically because of the way that the AR lower, uh, if it's not bored out a certain way, it's not considered a lower, I guess. So there's no serial numbers or anything on it. Yeah, it's a 90% lower to where you're supposed, where they cast the basic shape, but they don't hollow anything out. And then what you do is you in turn take that somewhere to a machinist or something else, or, you know, if you're talented enough and you're your own machinist, yeah. you cut it out. do your own shit, cut it all out, get it ready, and then set everything in it. But, you know, it's kind of fucked up. And there was a guy that did that on YouTube. He went and bought a, um, I want to say it was an AR that had been 3D printed. It was all 3D print technology and it worked. Um, 
so, you know, again, if people want to cause harm, they will find ways to do it. But you're right. The, the focus being on the bump stock and not that this nutty motherfucker did what he did and what, um, that, that nobody is focusing on that is bizarre. Right. And he's dead. So I think the CIA got what they wanted. So personally take that FBI agent. Yeah, I said it. I do believe in those kinds of conspiracy theories. I do believe that there is shit that goes down to, um, bend things into a certain direction. Yep. Speaking of, uh, the FBI, um, Fuck it, let's double down. Have seen the uh, news story about uh, where the FBI cracked the plot to abduct and or kill the Michigan governor? Was she a Democrat? Then yes, it, then of it course. wasn't true. It's all liberal media. Yeah, deep state. just put a, a post up that said that wasn't true. Yeah, so. deep state, Trump, um, liberal tears. Great um, state. If that was a Republican, <laughs> they never would have tried it. Uh, any more bullshit that we can fucking spew? Um, hang on, <laughs> on hang on. The uh, pizza, uh, they probably uh, plotted it in the basement of a pizza shop. Pizza, of the pizza shop. Yeah, they were, yeah. she has keys to the pizza <clears throat> shop. She knows where the dough is. Yeah. Uh, Bohemian it. Grove. <laughs> so, yeah, I did see that. And, and, you know, it goes back to what you said, and Adam was joking about earlier, is that when it's white people, um, it's mass shootings right if if it had been a uh if his name had been akim then it would have been a fucking terrorist attack and the fact is is that things like the the kid going into the black church or the jewish churches or the you know any of that stuff what that guy did at the country concert that is fucking domestic terrorism they don't call it that for pr reasons there's no terrorism in the United States there's no domestic terrorism in the United States come on but man but even it's if a, it's a even if it's a domestic <clears throat> even if it's like a domestic uh, Arab dude, they'll still call him a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. If you're brown, oh, yeah, yeah. if you're brown, you're a terrorist. But that's that's not PR reasons. That's racial reasons because he's still domestic. Precisely. But it is still PR. Precisely. It's still PR. It is racist. Don't get me wrong or, or prejudiced, but it's, it's, it's about PR. It's about reminding you that brown people are bad. So when we're over there stealing oil and, and fucking their towns up, we're still no, doing no, the right no. thing. We're, we're establishing democracy. <laughs> what, what all this is leading up to is if, you know, uh, literally – if the United States continues down this path, where we're heading headlong for at this point is fascism uh, to where there is no such thing as an opponent on the other side who is a good person but has different views from you. Right. It's every, everybody on the other side is evil and should be wiped out. And I guarantee you that there is a significant population of the United States right now. I would say 10 to 15 percent that are upset that these fuckers didn't succeed. So let me ask you a question because you mentioned fascism. And I saw something that I really agree with. And it's, it's funny because people are attacking it. Biden or somebody said I think it was Biden said that Antifa is not a group. It's an ideology, right? And I absolutely agree with that. I don't believe there is some 
you know, unified Antifa headquarters somewhere. I think it's an idea and you get these little groups of disenfranchised people. And a lot of them do well, come across a little that, on the fucking psycho side. <laughs> right? that, well, well, you know, that's on their official enemies list. See, that's the thing. It's like if you go far right or far left, it's, it's almost like you get an official list of approved mm-hmm. enemies. These are the people that you can rage mm-hmm. against. And there, there's that shit on the left and there's that shit on the right. And that shit on the left can be referred to as Marxism. Mm-hmm. And the shit on the right can be referred to as fascism. And you won't, you know, it's and it and you won't be off. And either side, they get their official list of approved enemies. If you're Marxist on the left, it is probably what number one, the NRA, number two, the pro-life movement, uh, and you can just keep on going down that list. And on the right. Their official list of approved enemies are anything they deem as a radical Democrat. Um, And uh, Antifa is real high on the list. I mean, you would think Antifa was going out and murdering motherfuckers every weekend. Well, because they're causing all the riots and they're causing all the looting. And the funny thing about that is every time I have seen anything on video with Antifa, it's usually a group of about a dozen people dressed in all black. They're all these scrawny, most of the time kids. Like when the masks get pulled off and they get their ass beat, it's usually kids, right? And it, it again, that's why I call them disenfranchised. I'm not saying that they're not dangerous because any ideology can become very dangerous very fast. But the idea yep. that they're this big, strong, scary group is bullshit. And that is, that is being pushed because then it's like, again, I love my dystopian sci-fi, um, you know, post Armageddon movies, Akira, things like that, where your corporations run everything. And what, what is, there's an underlying theme in a lot of those movies is that there's always this group, right? Like the Antifa or some underground rebel group. And anyone can be accused at any time of being part of that rebel group. And then it's rabble, rabble, rabble. And they... And then motherfuckers just exactly. disappear. That's and then what dis- Motherfuckers get disappeared. Exactly. And that's what we're seeing. And it's like, man, some of you motherfuckers need to have sat and watched more sci-fi, obviously, because it's it's pretty clear to me. Um, oh, and, and j- just because my I have ADD and this is how my brain works, you mentioned uh, pro-life, which reminds me of embryonic cells, which reminds me of stem cell, stem cell research, Regeneron. The one of the drugs that Trump received, that Lord King God Trump received, their conservative Christians, was created from embryonic cell technology, stem cell technology. So please fucking remember that, that your Lord and Savior was saved by stem cell technology, the same stem cell technology that you fight against and, and state as baby murder. So just just put that one in your fucking head and and and, and Rubik's cube that around and then make it make sense to me. Well, it's, it's okay, okay when he does it. Do it. Right, exactly. The, it's the Trump, the Trump effect. effect. Fucking just blows my mind. But yeah, it's the, okay I, when he does it because he's better than everybody. Because, else. Right, because he needed it. Our Lord and Savior, our, our King, King fucking Trump. Um, I think that's why, you know, your 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 country, the, all the the talk of collusion. Right, I absolutely believe that it's true. Um, and people, hell, hell, do you know? What do you? Oh, 
please don't argue with me when you listen to fucking QAnon. Okay, I, you, you've you've lost me when you start telling me that you can read memes and uh, like fucking tea leaves on the internet. You know, we were discussing the other day and debating about whether or not QAnon and stuff like that should be should be banned or or, or removed. And I don't think that it should because I don't believe in censorship in any form. I really don't. I, I feel like everyone should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want. You can preach hate for all I fucking care, but just know this. You will also have to accept the responsibilities of your words and your actions, right? It, it's just like that. So I don't believe in censorship. I know you don't believe in it, Doug, and I don't care. The point is, is that I don't believe in censorship. Um, no, so No, I, I, I disagree when you said accountability. Hold them accountable. Yeah. We oh, don't. okay. Well, I, I, I apologize because, you know, the other day we were kind of arguing about it. And the – no, you're absolutely right. We, we don't. And that's the problem is that I believe anybody – you know, it was – you go back to the, the guys that didn't want to make the fucking cakes for the gay weddings, right? Okay. That's fine. And for the gay couples that made a bitch about it, good for you. Move on. Find a – I'm sure there's a gay baker out there somewhere that will make you a fucking cake. But the point is, is I think you should have every right to deny someone service because of whatever reason. But by God, you better be willing to take the fucking blowback too, you know. But I understand why we make it illegal. One, if you didn't, it would run rampant, right? And and it could get out of control. Um, two, it's a feel good. It's a, it's a feel good thing. Yeah, it's it's illegal to do that. Well, it's also immoral and fucking terrible and hateful. Why does you know just like murder? Why do we need to? to make a law against it. But again, you got to make a law so that you can persecute against it. But again, you're, 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 you're treading on somebody else, you know, and I don't, I don't believe in that either. Well, well going back to the Baker example, uh, you know, it's like, I respect that guy's right that he owns the place mm-hmm. and he can do what he wants. I don't agree with his views Mm-mm, me at neither. all. No. But I respect his right to have him. But it's that that one's sort of a weird, interesting case study because it's like ever since then uh, there has been almost a conservative, uh, not conservative, concerted effort to go after that bakery. That was not the end of it. They they keep fucking with that guy. There was somebody not too long ago that wanted him to uh, make a special cake because you had a transgendered person that was either going through the surgery or in the process of becoming a woman or whatever else. And they made it very clear what they wanted the cake for. And it was like it was either like blue on the outside and pink on the inside or some bullshit like that. And uh, they keep fucking with them. It's it's like just just leave Stop. the poor guy right alone. because that's just as childish and fucking stupid as him not wanting to bake the cake because oh, you're the, gay. That's the blowback from not doing the thing. That Unfortunately, the blowback should be I'm not going to patronize your business, right? But at the same time, if you do that, then you get thousands of people that go have him make cakes because they agree with him, right? It's, uh, and again, when you, when you make laws against this stuff, you're not actually preventing the problem or 
fixing it or making it better. You're just pushing these fucking people underground, right? And I think morality never works ever. No, it it simply, it, it can't. And I think the thing with Trump, and I've made this joke before, is that the nice thing about him being in office, at least, is that these fucktards are being very vocal and bringing themselves to the surface. And it makes it a lot easier for me to know who the fucktards are, right? I mean, I have a pretty good fucktard radar, but this uh, administration has dialed that shit right in. Um, there, there was a, a woman named Evelyn Beatrice Hall And she's quoted, actually, I think Voltaire was quoted as saying it, but it turns out it was her. She says, I don't agree with a word you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. And I remember the first time I read that and it, it really fucking hit me. Um, Voltaire, you sure about that? I am. Adam is correcting my, uh, correcting my pronunciation of uh, Voltaire. Zoltan. Voltaire. Zoltan. <laughs> well, I will look that up. My French teacher would be terribly ashamed. Um, but uh, it's actually, I think she said, I detest, I detest what you write, but I would give my life to make it possible for you to continue to write. And I read that and it, it really hit me because I do feel that way. I feel like anytime you tell someone they can't say or do something, you're kind of giving up your argument when you want to say or do something. So I feel like say it and do it, but understand that people aren't going to agree with you. And I know you don't care because that's how it works. But just know that when people say shit, there, I mean, people say shit I don't agree with all the time. The three of us argue and, and debate and, and don't, no, we don't agree on everything. No, fuck you, dude. Yes, no, we, we do. Don't. Yes, we do. Uh-uh. Fuck you. Yeah, we do. I fucking hate you. you. I'm going <laughs> to figure out where you work and get you fired. <laughs> I'm going to figure out where you live um, and make them do concrete work outside your house. Um, <laughs> there's uh, – there are people that I can disagree with. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at devil's advocate. I can, I can understand where people are coming from, even though I don't agree with them. And then there are some people that I just stare at. And like I said, I cock my head to the side, like a confused dog. Cause I'm like, how does that shit make it out of your mouth past your ears and not make your brain scream? I, th- I think we've already covered that. <laughs> I think we've already covered that in large detail because, you know, people are getting, you know, their their own wrong sources of bullshit yeah. and 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 they buy into it and they buy into it completely. And maybe I'm just as bad, right? I mean, maybe the narrative I have is wrong too. And because of the information I get, I, I don't know. I, I try to stay balanced, but maybe I don't. You know, the people I call fucktards might be completely right and I might be the fucktard. True knowledge is knowing you truly know nothing. That was Socrates, unless you want to change. Socrates. There you go. (laughs) Well, I mean, there there was a line that uh, when you look at it in the world today, it's absolutely wrong. Uh, I can't remember the debate it was between and then uh, Pence echoed this in the recent VP debate, which honestly, I think that was the debate that we deserved for the first time. They were actually fairly civil to each other, but um, 
it's you you know you can be entitled to your own opinion but you're not entitled to your own facts in today's modern spin bullshit driven 24 hour news cycle of just endless streams of crap and people turn around and get news from Facebook and YouTube. It's like the only kind of news I get from YouTube is tech news saying, Hey, this is what this computer part manufacturer said. And this is what this computer part manufacturer said. But when it comes to anything about politics or anything else, I stay the fuck as far away from YouTube as I possibly can. And the old narrative used to be that you could not have your own facts, but that's because we were all, eating from the same news trough. We were all getting our stuff from the same place. There were three fucking channels. There was the radio. There was the newspapers. So we were operating all off the same basic sheet of music. We may have interpreted it differently, but we had a list of facts. And now people are pulling stuff out of their ass, putting it on some kind of media and acting like it's facts when they just did the classic, I'm going to take this bullshit that I want to put out there, wrap 25% facts around it. So it survives some insanely basic fact checking, yeah. but nothing beyond that. And it that's, that's the fucking world that we're in now. So I spent a year as a staff writer for a small small town newspaper in Northeast Ohio. Um, they had, strike me more as a staff infection. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm more like herpes, but you should know that. Um, and the thing that really stood out to me or, or stands out to me now. And again, I'm, I'm not a journalist by any means, you know, a year to podunk rag in Northeast Ohio doesn't make me a journalist, but it did allow me to, be exposed to it. And one of the things is just that, that ability to, I literally could take anything you told me during an interview and I could craft it in whatever direction I wanted. I could take those facts. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't twist the facts or like, you know, make things up or, or whatever, but I could omit a sentence. I could highlight a, uh, a quote Right. And things like that. And, and you can steer the reader. So now just to Doug's point is that now I can do that because of these little sound bites and stuff. I can do that even more. And I have an audience for it that wants that kind of fact. They want to hear that thing. And I can make you say that thing. And by that point, it's too late. You know, I could, I could do a story on Doug and his, his, opinions on something, I could craft it and twist it the way I wanted. And then he could come back out and say, whoa, yeah, I said that, but he dropped an entire fucking paragraph of what I explained. Well, you know that, and it's not you quite say, Yeah, that's what that bracket with the three dots was. Yeah, exactly. My, my ellipsis was to, uh, yeah, and some other shit. He said he fucking hates everyone and some other shit. Um, and people will eat it up with a tiny little fucking spoon. And if Doug comes out afterwards and says, no, no, no. There's more to the story. It's too fucking late, dude. It's, it's too fucking late. People have already solidified it. And I do, I do get, I get news from YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, 
NPR, CNN. I only Fox. use uh, I only use Tumblr. I only use I I only uh, I think we all need to go to the real source, which is 4chan, because it's unedited and you know, or again, is, yeah. Let me <laughs> turn like seven VPNs on and out. <laughs> it's like dirty. Yeah, I gotta I gotta scrub my computer down after I, I go put there. Seventeen condoms on my fucking PC. <laughs> but I love when people share stuff. And they'll say, see, I told you. It'll be like, Biden loves to diddle children.com is the fucking Biden news site source. Super mega troll X2012 fucking gotcha fucking XX97.org. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a reputable source. Right. It's like, come on, guys. This I could pop up a website. How long do you think it would take us to build a bullshit website, like kind of like The Onion? But make it. I, I know I have seen Adam do this, right? Um, I know how to write. I know how to, to to do copy. I watched Adam take an article and change the fucking headline and then spread it around to troll people. And it was so well done that I, I read it and I thought, no fucking way, because well, it came from Adam. So I just I don't believe it right off the bat. <laughs> he's gotten to the point where when he sends me stuff, he's like, no troll, dude, no troll. I'm being fucking serious about this. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm still fact checking it. Um, so I fact check it and I find the article and I just started laughing and I sent it back to him and he's just, you know, cheeks to his fucking temples giggling about it. So my point is, is that the three of us, if given, I'll bet within a couple of hours, we could have a site up with eight or 12 stories on it, preaching whatever fucking narrative we wanted. And if you gave it a, a decent website name, you know, totallyrealfacts.com. CNN underscore news. You know, come to think of it, Doug and I fucked around with that at one time. We fucked around with a. Yep. We sure and it was, did. Because it was something along those lines, like totallyrealnews.com or something. <laughs> and we were doing it like the onion. We, we were going to try to create kind of our own onion type site. Or no, actually, I think we were oh, pulling, I think we were pulling shit that sounded fake, but was real. And we were digging up facts on it. I don't remember exactly what we were doing with it now. Well, I mean, literally, it was going to be a disinformation news website that we had uh, and to uh, illustrate how fucked up it was. I was going to have Donald Trump marrying Hillary Clinton because she was the best thing that ever happened to him. And they were they were going as opposed to like releasing the doves. They were going to bite the head off of doves and crazy shit like that. They were going to like sacrifice a Best Buy employee at the wedding. Uh, it was just insanely crazy Trump shit. Buys a pizza shop, but I get <laughs> buys her a pizza shop for the wedding. It has a basement specially excavated for, for it. Yeah. You know, just yeah. I mean, just crap like that. And the sad part is. If we did that to fruition, (laughs) there would be people that would buy into it like it was the gospel. At some point, we would see our own fucking article on Facebook, like calling each other, going, dude, 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 dude. (laughs) No way, no way, no way. We're trending. (laughs) We're trending. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I I tell you who does that best. I mean, the onion, I think most people know at this point, you know, the, the onion is satire. Um, which is based out of uh, Boulder. I did not know that. Um, but Babylon B is my absolute favorite. Um, they, 
I see them shared all the time. And then the headline will be motherfucking liberal motherfuckers and they're fucking whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, wow. You guys don't even know what's satire anymore. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's the Um, best part about Babylon B is that it's not so well known. Right. And the headlines are like onion just takes it so far that like, you know, it's not true. But Babylon (laughs) B is like fucking, did you know that fucking top 10 facts about, my favorite Fuck was the water slide on the church to do baptisms. And they, I don't know if they photoshopped. I don't know if they photoshopped the water slide in or if the church actually had a water. I don't know. But it, when I first saw it, I was like, er? cause I didn't know about Babylon B. But then once you started reading it and laughing, you're like, okay, this is obviously well, bullshit. reading it is that's further than most people go. Brother. That's gospel right there, man. It's all about headlines. It's that's what's fi- called I, Babylon. It's yeah, right. You get into the uh, you get into the comment sections of anything, and you can tell that about ninety eight percent of the fucking people commenting never read a single word in the fucking article. They read yeah. the they read oh, yeah. the um, the headline and either agreed or disagreed, and now they're going to make their stance on it. And it's just like. Wow, you fucking fucks. So I don't know, man. It's uh like I said, it's I'm I'm to the point of just being so fucking frustrated. I, I try to yeah, well, other than a podcast I do every fucking two weeks where I rant, um, I try to keep it to myself in the real world because uh, I just I just can't. And a matter of fact, you know, it's funny on my on my Facebook profile. My, my little blurb is, you know, you might want to check out my podcast before you try to friend me. Um, because I, I get some of the circles I run in, uh, are dominated by conservative Trump loving people and they'll want to add me on Facebook and I go check out their profile real quick and I go, Oh no, 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 that would be a terrible fucking idea. Um, so it's just like, listen to my podcast. If you, if you really want to, if, if, if I should put it on my Tinder profile, because if you want to date me or hang out with me, listen to three episodes of this fucking podcast. If after three fucking episodes of this podcast, you still think you can stomach me by God, let's hang out. But uh, yeah, <laughs> three episodes. <laughs> I'd be like, what three episodes did you listen to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you still want to hang out. All right, let's go. <laughs> well, I read the headline. I read the title of the episode. Yeah, I read the title. Well, yeah, I didn't really listen to him, but I read the title. And uh, the Trump, uh, the titles mentioned Trump a lot, so you seem right. like a pretty good so guy. You seem like a cool guy. You you, you <laughs> must own a Trumpy bear. So uh, there's you, you're yeah, I ride around with it on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they make a Biden bear and how long it would take me to get my tires slashed. Uh, on that note, I got nothing else. I'm right there with you. I'm done. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Two and a Half Men podcast. Uh, you guys have a great <laughs> night. And you're not here's half a, a man, Adam. You're not even. You're really not even half a man. So I'm. I'm, I'm ha- There's something about me that's like half. <laughs>